Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. You know, I had this cheer trying to get somebody to make some noise. It's sad. Sick me, really. They have held their own again, and now they're having fun. Gerard, another perfect lob to Sidibe. Just be Alabama. Just be one of the five most tradition-rich programs in the history of the sport with the greatest coach ever. Awesome. I see Buddy throwing up. Oh, okay. Goodness. Okay, Buddy. Somehow they coached me into doing this. To the rim for Gurrier. Still at his feet. He's going to go all the way. It's a touchdown. Taj Harris. Culpepper found him with a beauty. 69 yards. Nice. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Seth Goldberg, Stephen Fonte with you up until 2 o'clock on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. It's our final show of the week. We've got Thanksgiving and uh, Friday off as well. So if you have any thoughts on Syracuse football, Syracuse basketball, NFL, We'll cover it all today. Give us a call, 315-437-7644. We do have three guests lined up for you. Jam-packed show coming up here in about 20 minutes. We'll check in with Todd Gibson from CBS 17 in Raleigh, North Carolina, as he gets a set for Syracuse NC State, the regular season home finale for the football team inside the Dome this weekend. Then at 1 o'clock, Brandon Steiner from Collectible Exchange will be on with us to, to share some Holiday ideas for us, uh, for the SU football and basketball fans in your lives. And then at 1.30, our good friend Steve Andrus from Radio.com Sports as we get you set for week 11 of the NFL season. And for many of us, it's the uh, the stretch run of the fantasy football season. Seth, how are you today? Just one more show and then uh, we're off for four days. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to be here for pre and post game on Friday for basketball and Saturday for football. But yeah, I mean... We're we're kicking into a long weekend. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready for I'm ready for a day or two off for sure. Uh, but Steve, I've got to ask yeah. you. I've got to ask you because this came up this morning. You mentioned fantasy football. You mentioned the playoffs. I created a stir in our league because I you started did. Taysom Hill last week at tight end. Um, how many weeks do we have left until the playoffs? Like my team's atrocious. I can't I, I can't make the playoffs. Right? I don't have time to make the playoffs. I don't think you do. Uh, we've got so two Why does anybody left. care? Uh, well, it depends on who you're going up against. If you're going up against a, a playoff team or somebody fighting for the playoffs, then that person very much cares. It. Listen, I get both sides of it. Is it is it unfair to uh, to play two quarterbacks? Um, you know, I, I understand that argument, but at the same time, if he's eligible at tight end and he's listed in the system at tight end, uh, maybe that's a good break for you. And I. Frankly, Seth, I, I think you deserve a good break based on the, the way your, your season has gone. So I, I certainly see both sides of it. But but your your solution is you, you're just bowing out, right? You're just taking him out. You're ending the controversy, and you're just yeah. going to be a good guy about it. And put yeah, him on look, the bench. look, my team's terrible. I'm 4-7 and seven on the year. I have no chance to make the playoffs. I don't think I have any chance to make the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, I'm just uh, – look, whatever. Do, do whatever you want. I'll take him out of my lineup. Not a big deal. So, I, you know, they asked my opinion. We, we took like a survey and, and they asked my opinion. I said, listen, if Seth had him on his roster before Drew Brees got hurt, then I'm completely fine with it. You actually picked him up 
uh, right after Breeze got hurt. But but you said that that you didn't do so to try and cheat the system. You did so because you thought the Saints might do some some fun and quirky things, and you need a yeah. little help on your roster. Yeah, so I had that, I is had that accurate. Yes, I had no tight end. I thought that they would just do more weird stuff with him with Jameis Winston out. So I figured I'll pick him up and and try and bank on the weird stuff. I never thought he would play quarterback for them. All right. Well, if and I was the commissioner, by the I'm way, I'm, a, I'm not what to do but if i was commissioner if you truly picked him up to be a tight end then i would be okay with it by the way i'm apparently only a, a game behind you steve so watch out oh is that right you have four wins now i thought you had three four i i won my matchup this past weekend so maybe you can make the playoffs then because i'm in a playoff I, spot I, right it looks now. like i can mathematically you can which is I, stunning I my team's there, so Steph. bad yeah, it, I whatever. started 0-5, and I'm in a playoff spot right if they, now, so that gives you some idea of what we've got going on. The reality of the situation is if nobody had texted me about it, I would have looked at my lineup and been like, ah, oh, he can't play tight end anymore and moved him anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Keep dreaming, guys. Just out of curiosity. Uh, well, now it's Taysom Hill. <laughs> oh, you put him? You actually put him in a quarterback? <laughs> yes. Who, who are your options at quarterback? Well, Joe Burrow. Not not okay. an option anymore. Uh, I had Cam. I had Cam Newton. Okay. I was thinking of maybe picking up. This is how bad it was. I was thinking of maybe picking up Daniel Jones. You could do worse than Daniel Jones, the red hot New York Giants. Exactly, Danny Dimes. So you're you're going with you're rolling with Taysom Hill. That's, that's hey, hey, if if he's gonna get goal line carries, give him to me. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll get into SU football in a moment. And again, we've got uh, Todd Gibson from CBS 17 and Raleigh set to join us here in, in about 15 minutes. Uh, we should talk a little bit of SU basketball just to, to start the show. As we were leaving the air yesterday, uh, John Wildhack opened his Zoom call, met with the local media to give us an update on the SU men's basketball program. We figured that they, well, obviously they were coming out of quarantine at some point because we knew that the game was on Friday. It turns out, according to Wild Hack, that the quarantine period for the players lasts until tomorrow morning. And then they will practice tomorrow afternoon, which means they have just one practice to get ready for Bryant coming in here uh, 3 p.m. on Friday. Uh, we were told that the, the team stayed in shape during the, the last two weeks uh, with some virtual you know, Zoom workouts in their rooms. Uh, each player had access to a stationary bike from the university in their rooms. Uh, so that's how they've been staying in shape. They're, they're not getting up shots, obviously. They're, they're forced to stay quarantined and, until the quarantine period is up, which is tomorrow. Uh, so they may be a little bit rusty from uh, you know a shooting the basketball perspective, but they've been doing their best to stay in shape. I found that very interesting, Seth, that they're going to roll with one practice and then, uh, and then tip it up on Friday against Bryant. Yeah, I mean, less than ideal. Right. You, you would hope for more. You would like to have more time to get ready for a game. You would like to have um, a little more runway. You know, Alan Griffin said yesterday when we talked to him and and look, I, I get why he was playing it close to the vest. I mean, it's possible he didn't know. It's possible he did know. And, um, you know, it was like, well, I guess we've only got to deal with this one day of practice, uh, but they're only going to get one day. Griff said yesterday he would, you know, in, in theory, you would like three days. You would like three days to be able to implement a game plan. You would like two days at the very least. You know, you make things work in a tournament-type situation. Um, and I think that it's a really interesting idea that they're only going to get one. Uh, you know, talking about this with Mike Waters yesterday on on the block, Steve, um, 
you know, he looked at it and he thought of it from a different perspective that Griff did. You know, Griff looks at it and says, we would like three days to implement a game plan. And, you know, you get where he's coming from, right? Like, I, I understand where Griff is coming from saying three days to implement a game plan. And Mike Waters was saying, yeah, but but you want these guys to be on the court. <laughs> you know, it's it's not just implementing a game plan. It's trying to make sure that they have uh, their legs under them. It's trying to make sure that they are well-conditioned to run up and down the court. Because, sure, they got exercise bikes. But, you know, that's not running up and down the court for 40 minutes. Uh, you, you have not put up shots in how long. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how they come out on Friday. But the idea that they're rolling with one day of practice, maybe an optional shoot-around on Friday morning, um, and then going into the game is is pretty surprising. Yeah, I didn't hear your show yesterday uh, with Mike, but but that's right where my head went to as well. This isn't about X's and O's. This is about getting on the court, getting in the gym, putting up shots. Um, this is about stamina. And, you know, we joked on the show yesterday about, well, Coach Beheim, you know, usually settles on his seven or eight guys, and that's the rotation, especially for this Bryant game. I think, you know, given the opponent, it's an opponent they should be able to beat. Given the fact that they haven't been practicing for two weeks, I do think you're going to see more subs than normal on Friday, right? I don't think you're going to see Buddy Bayon play 35 minutes. I think you're going to see guys shuttled in and out to some degree because they got they do have to get their legs back under them. I mean, that is that's absolutely a thing. I mean, I remember going back to my playing days, and it's, it's been a while now, Seth. But you know, if you like turned an ankle and missed two or three days of practice, I I, I could tell the rust just from missing a couple of days, and it would you know it take a day or two to to get your legs back under you, you know, get your shot right again. They've missed two weeks, um, so this is. This is a challenge. I mean, I still expect him to beat Bryant, but um, you know, this isn't just roll the ball out there and and you're going to pick up right where you left off. There there is a, a transition getting back into playing shape, and and they're going to have to go through it. And they're going to have to go through it quickly. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Like I I think that the first couple of minutes of this game could look relatively ugly. Um, you are uh, you are helped out. As weird as this is going to sound, you're helped out by what happened to Bryant today. Bryant was supposed to play a game today, Steve, and it got canceled because a ref tested positive in that game for COVID. So you know you it, it, as crazy as it sounds to say you get helped out by that, you got helped out by the fact that Bryant is not going to have been playing another game. You know, Bryant does not have that leg up on you of playing another game already and of of having been in a competitive situation. So at least you're on equal footing there. Uh, but like you said, this Syracuse team hasn't practiced in nearly two weeks, and now they're going to get one under their belt. Um, you know, we've talked to the coaches at, at coaches shows and, um, you know, on these shows uh, over the last couple of years, we know that um, optional shoot arounds have become more of a thing with this program, right? For forever, there was no shoot around under Jim Beheim, but optional shoot arounds have kind of become more of a thing the last couple of years. So I'd imagine that that might be on the table for Friday where it might normally not be on the table for a home game. Um but I, I would imagine that, you know, in particular, Joe Girard, Buddy Bayheim, and Alan Griffin would like every opportunity to put up as many shots as they possibly can. Yeah, I, I also found it interesting, Seth, yesterday during John Wildhack's uh, press conference uh, on Zoom that, you know, he, he looked at this situation and, you know, he said, and he was, he was 
honest and upfront with what you and I had, had been talking about a couple of weeks ago when the schedule was released, and that is when games get canceled. It's not if games get canceled. It's when games get canceled or postponed. There's not much flexibility built in there. And he talked about that. He said, listen, you know, the NCAA tournament is when it is. The ACC tournament is when it is. You have to get these games in before a certain deadline. And he admitted that if games get called off, there's not a lot of wiggle room. And so I, I think situations like you saw today with Bryant where a ref tests positive, inevitably, you know, there's going to be a player that tests positive. There's going to be a reason you can't play games, can't travel, or so on and so forth. These things are going to pop up. And John Wildhack, you know, he he admitted yesterday, and, and I believe you might have even been the one who asked the question. He said, yeah, there's there's not a lot of wiggle room in, in this schedule, and, and you may end up losing games. There's no guarantee that if games get delayed or postponed that they'll actually be played. Well, and that's why you have to play to, to, uh, this week, right? That's why you have to right. play this game on Friday. because That's why I brought it up. Yeah, because you don't feel confident that you're going to get every game in. And, you know, you've got to stay over some kind of a number. And I know that they lowered the minimum for the NCAA tournament, but you've still got to play games to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. And so, um, you know, you've got to try and get in as many as you possibly can. And I, I, I do think that John Wildhack was pretty upfront about that. I was, you know, it, it was interesting to hear because... Look, that decision wasn't made, I would imagine, without consulting athletic directors to some extent, right? Like, there there had to be some kind of consultation. Um, and, and even if there wasn't consultation, at some point, John Wildhack has to sit in a room with John Swafford and the other athletic directors in the league. So if he's going to come out and say, I don't really get it, which essentially is what he said, you know, without saying it up front, he basically said, I don't really get why we did the schedule this way. Uh, you know, he's got to sit in a room with those guys and he's got to, you know, they might come after him and be like, hey, you know, we, we didn't appreciate publicly questioning kind of how we put our schedule together. But at the same time, like, I think that's how any logical person would look at that. You know, they looked at the schedule this year and basketball wise, it's just going to be tough to get games in. And the ACC was like, well, we'll play anyway. Like we're we're going to we're going to push through this. We're going to try as best we can to get all our games in as scheduled, um, realistic or not. We've seen a lot of issues already, Seth. I mean, the season hasn't even started. The season starts today. Um, we've seen a lot of issues already, a lot of games being postponed, uh, a lot of teams on pause, quote-unquote, more than two dozen teams across the country, uh, Division One teams on pause while they try to figure out this COVID thing and whether it's a positive test or, um, or you know, quarantining or contact tracing. Uh, a lot of teams right now dealing with this where they're not at full strength. And, and again, we haven't even started yet. We haven't even hit the dead of the winter yet. So I, I don't know about you, but I've I, I've got kind of a bad feeling going into this college oh, basketball I've, season. I've got a terrible season. More the norm than the exception, like something that happened today at Bryant. That's not going to be the exception. I, I have a feeling that's going to be the norm as we move forward. Oh, I've got a terrible feeling. I've got an absolutely terrible feeling about how this season is going to go. Um, I, I think that I think that you're going to have major, major problems. I think you're going to have problems with uh, keeping teams healthy. I think you're going to have problems keeping coaches healthy. You're going to have problems with uh, referees staying healthy, as as we've seen today. Um, you know, and and look, uh, and nobody focuses on the referees, but Steve, you know this, and I think that some of our listeners might know this. You know, just watch a Syracuse game and listen to when they say the referees' names. You're always hearing the same seven refs. These guys travel a ton. These guys work a ton. In season, and it's not a knock on them. Like their work ethic is is incredible. To be doing a Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, a, uh, a Thursday night, a Saturday, Sunday, and a Monday game. Like it's it's incredible what some of these guys do. But this year that might just not be feasible. And 
you know, if if you're traveling, right, right, or safe, and if you're jumping around quite as much as they are, um, it can create some problems. And and um, you know, I worry about what that does. And you know, since you brought up, you have a bad feeling about this season. I have to, I, I just, I have to mention this. Um, a report late last night, Steve. I don't know if you saw, but a report late last night that Baylor, who opt, who, who pulled out of the Mohican Sun tournament, is now looking to play a multi-team event that they're trying to put together this weekend in Las Vegas. Now, I, I've got to ask, and Mike Hopkins and Washington are the other team that's mentioned as it would be the marquee game, Washington Baylor. I've got to ask, why is Baylor not safe and healthy enough to go play in Connecticut? But they're safe and healthy enough to go play in Las Vegas. Like I, I don't understand what we're doing here. Like I, I don't, I, 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 can't, I don't have a great answer. For I you. can't wrap my mind around this. Like it's, it's so difficult for me to figure out. Yeah, I, I don't have a great reason, uh, a great answer for you. Um, and again, you're going to see things like this. I, I think throughout the non-conference, right? You know, the fact that the NCAA is allowing non-conference games to be played. If one gets canceled, let's say for whatever reason. The Bryant game gets canceled tomorrow. So, you know, somebody on Bryant tests positive. Don't you think Syracuse can go out and try to fill that game? Try to find, you know, who else oh, to course. play? Let's turn this around as quickly as possible. So well, and- I-, I think you're going to see that, especially during the non-conference. It's going to be like, okay, you can't play. Who wants to play? Well, and Steve, I think you'll see it during conference play too. Just look at football. Just look at football. Look at what the Pac-12 is doing. The Pac-12 was like, Oh, that's too bad. Washington, Washington State got canceled. Oh, Utah, your game got canceled because of your opponent. Okay, Washington and Utah, you play this Saturday. Like, I think we're going to keep seeing right, that. But that's going to come from the conference. Yes, but that's going to come from the conference, though. You're, you're saying, you know, why did Baylor pull out and now they're trying to, do, you know, do their own thing. When you get into the conference schedule, the conference is going to make those decisions. Right now, the schools are making the decisions in the non-conference. So, oh, you can't play? You know, who wants to play us? Like we saw during football season, go on Twitter. Who's free this Saturday? Right, who wants exactly. to come here and play a, play a game? Um, you know, we're going to see that during the during the college basketball season, especially during the non-conference. Uh, all right, we've got to get to a timeout. When we return, we will switch gears. We're going to talk some SU football and some NC State football with Todd Gibson from CBS 17 in Raleigh. We'll preview the regular season home finale on Saturday inside the Dome. That's next on Orange Nation. You're listening to ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen, Seth, back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to check in as we uh, continue the SU football talk. Good catching up with Todd Gibson from CBS 17 down in Raleigh. I, I got the impression after talking with him, Seth, and this was kind of the impression I had before talking with him, but but especially after talking with him, it just seems like NC State is kind of eh. Like Bailey Hockman, eh. He's a backup quarterback for a reason, right? I, it, th- this team is is okay. And, and in any other year, this would feel like a toss-up game. This might even feel like a game that Syracuse should win, it being at home and senior day and, and all that. Um, and I know 2020 is a, a strange year with no fans and all that. But but this year, given the state of this Syracuse team, I don't know if you get the same feeling, Seth, but I, I have the feeling going into this one that Syracuse doesn't even have a chance. Um, I know there are only two touchdown underdogs and stranger things have happened. But based on what I saw last week, I, I, I don't see how Syracuse can win this game. I don't either. 
Um, I don't either. I was looking at that to make our picks, which we'll do in a couple of minutes. Um, I can't imagine Syracuse scoring uh, too much, which makes me think that, all right, well, then if 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 NC State scores three times, I think the game is over. And, you know, I think that NC State is just okay. Um, you know, they clearly have things going in the right direction after what they did last year, but I think they're just okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel, I, I going in, I don't feel like Syracuse has much of a chance. Yeah, and we still don't know who's starting at quarterback, obviously. Uh, Jacoby and Morgan took quite the hit and, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, didn't have to go to the hospital. Uh, but we don't know what that means leading into this game. Coach Babers didn't really update us on Monday. And, of course, we're not going to hear from the the player. You know, we don't hear from, from Jacoby Morgan himself. We still haven't talked to him yet. He was not available last night. So we don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, I will say this. If, if Rex plays, do we feel like – Syracuse has a better chance. That, and, and, again, I know Jacoby Morgan has the higher ceiling, but in terms of trying to win the game, do you think Rex gives him a better chance to win? No, not necessarily. No. I mean, I, I don't. Like, I I don't feel great with either of them going into this game. But, no, I don't think that Rex gives them a better chance to win. I, I just I, – I don't see – I don't see either of them as quarterbacks right now who are winning very many games. And and I think that that's the, the sad reality of the situation. You know, you, you look at the two of them and neither of them look uh, like they're going to win. I would prefer to see more Jacoby and Morgan. Obviously, that depends on his health. But, you know, I don't think Rex is going to go win a game for you. No. Um, I, I, I was going to say this kind of tongue in cheek, Steve. Um but at what point do you consider uh, not doing the whole we're not going to tell you stuff for competitive advantage reasons? Because, I mean, clearly it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't does, matter. It, it clearly, doesn't matter. clearly no. it doesn't make a difference to, to have your coordinators talk or not have your coordinators talk, to tell people who's hurt or not tell people who's hurt, uh, tell people who's starting a quarterback or not. Because, you know what, so far people are doing pretty good against you even when they know what's coming. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's at the top of the depth chart. I mean, this week, Jacoby and Morgan is still listed at the top of the depth chart, but we've seen that before as well, that, you know, injured guys are are listed as the starters and then they don't play. And um, it doesn't matter, not with this team. And, and I just want to be clear, by the way, um, if Jacoby and Morgan's healthy, absolutely, I want to see more of him. I, I think he should get the start. I think he should play four quarters of football. It should be his show the rest of the way if he's healthy. I just don't know if he's healthy, and I don't know if he's going to play. And if he doesn't play – um, you know, if Rex gets the start, listen, which Jacoby and Morgan are we going to get? The one against BC or the one against Louisville? If we get the one against Louisville, um, you know, that that offense can't win a game. Rex has at least been functional when when he's been in there. Um, I, so I don't know the answer to that. But, yes, I, I just want to be clear that if he is healthy, Jacoby and Morgan absolutely should take the snaps, and, and we should see, um, you know, more of Jacoby and Morgan uh, the rest of the way. Let's go to the phone lines at 315-437-7644. Scooter in Jamesville kicking us off on the show. Hey, Scooter. Hey, guys. Uh, first, uh, Steve, uh, I, I did lose my, a bet in Vegas. I thought for sure you would probably opt out watching Dancing the Stars after week seven or eight, so congratulations on that part, <laughs> making it all the way through. I may opt out of Bachelorette. I may opt out of Bachelorette. I, I enjoy Dancing with the Stars. I do not enjoy Bachelorette. Well, you surprised me with, you know, actually being critical about those kicks and flicks. You actually impressed me with some of your dancing knowledge, so congratulations on that part. Thank you. Um, 
Yep. The, the bottom line is it'd be interesting to see because I've, I've said from the start and we'll see next year, but the problem with our defense usually is because of a, 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 a two-dimensional quarterback. Uh, what I've seen, if this is the same quarterback, he's not going to beat you with your legs. And once again, we have a drop-back quarterback sort of. And it seems like our defense does a little bit better when we have a person we know where, you know where that quarterback's going to be in the pocket instead of running around. If you look at the, our, our best our best defenses, it's normally is against teams, even Clemson. Like I said, go back to the Clemson game where our defense seems to, as long as we know what the quarterback's going to do, he's not going to run around and, and, and cut, you know, and improvise a lot. That it seems to me that's hopefully that's an advantage there. Uh, I don't know if you guys did catch the Liberty NC state game. I mean, it sounded like you thought it sounded like it, it, the way it sounded that, that the NC state dominated the game, which to me, it came down to a missed field goal that once again, defense, uh, an offensive standpoint where they just stopped trying to score at the end. I don't know if you saw the game, but they basically ran three plays up the middle to set up a field goal. They had plenty of time to get closer or score, and it came down to a blocked field goal. How bad Liberty did play, they still were in the game, and it was 14-9 for most of the game. It it wasn't like uh, NC State was leading the whole game, and uh, you're right, the the quarterback didn't, didn't play well, but it didn't look like the same offense either. It, uh, they seemed to slow it down. They weren't they weren't running you know the quick the quick strike effect that was been mentioned. So I think there's a shot against NC State. I uh, I don't I don't see this you know as, as far as once again talent wise, uh, it could be a low scoring game. But bottom line is uh, we'll see how the defense plays against NC State. But I think basically. You know, we'll see. This is you know, this is the game. I thought they had a better shot of winning than actually Louisville because I thought Louisville could put the points up on the boards. So I don't think NC State's going to scare me that way. We'll just see. But uh, you guys have a nice uh, holidays, uh, Seth. I don't know if you're uh, you have a show t- uh, tonight uh, with, with you know, telling for Brent. Uh, Sophie's Choice did go three and one last week. Oh, we'll we'll be here for Brent tonight. We'll be okay. Here. All right. Well, I'll call in and you know, you know, I'll try to put in stuff for you know Wednesdays, and hopefully the you know, I can I can predict that the, the people that play on Saturday don't don't get sick. I had unfortunately the Wisconsin game we did lose. I didn't realize Wisconsin lost two two offensive starters in that game, but that's the only game we lost. But just have a great holidays and and Steve, like I said, uh, you know, congratulations on getting through Dancing with the Stars. I'm I'm sure you're going to break down the documentary Life and Times of Barry uh, Barry Manilow next on Bridge Street. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Scooter. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, and, and listen, he brings up good points, Seth. I mean, he's right. The SU defense typically does better against a guy who's going to stand in the pocket than the dual threat quarterback. Uh, and, and Bailey Hockman is he's an average quarterback. And as, as Todd said, um, you know, when we had him on, he's a backup quarterback for a reason. This NC State team does not jump off the page at me. It does not, you know, scare me. What scares me is what we've seen out of Syracuse of late uh, on the offensive side of the football. What scares me is that performance we saw, you know, last Friday where they had the ball for 18 minutes and they had seven first downs and 137 total yards. That's what scares me. That's what leads me to believe uh, that Syracuse is not winning this football game. But, you know, to Scooter's point, um, you know, I'm not shaking in my boots over NC State. I wouldn't be if I if I was Syracuse. This isn't Clemson coming to town or Notre Dame coming to town. Uh, this is a very average team. I just, given what we've seen of late on offense, I don't know how you win if you can't score 20 points. I mean, NC State's going to score 20 points. Can Syracuse get there? I'm not convinced. No, that's absolutely my point. Like, I, I don't know how Syracuse scores enough to win. Like, I, I don't think that NC State's great either. You know, I said that just a couple of minutes ago. I think that they're just okay. Uh, 
but I, I just I can't see a scenario where Syracuse is scoring a ton of points and um, you know, a ton of points by this year's standards might be 21. I just, I can't see scenario where they're doing that, whether it's Rex Culpepper or uh, Jacoby and Morgan or Dylan Markowitz or anybody. I, I just, I don't see that happening. And so, yeah, I find it really hard to believe that Syracuse is going to win. All right, let's take our final time out here in hour number one. We'll wrap things up in hour number one right after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. All right, Stephen Seth back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. Hour number two of the show brought to you by Route 34. You pull them. Oh, that was fun having Brandon Steiner on, and 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 nice that on the spot he said he would give something away, Seth. Yeah, it was, and you know I, I said this just at the end of our commercial break on on Twitch on Q Sports Talk, Steve. But um, my room growing up as a kid, I I had you know signed pictures and signed baseballs and footballs all over the place. Um, like it was every like that was the de- that was the decoration in my room. So um, when 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 I I mentioned that, like I you know. That that was my thing growing up. I have a pair of Yankee Stadium seats in in my parents' house. Like it, yeah. That I, I'm all over that stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I gotta get a piece so of the how dome are we roof. Do this? I gotta find a way to get a piece uh, yeah, of the roof. Yeah, I, I got, I got, I got my dad one. Uh, it's very well done. It, it really is. They they do a great job with it. Um, so how do you want to do this? We, we so, we've got something to give away from Brandon Steiner. We don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's great. So yeah. how are we going to give it away? And and again, I'll I'll reiterate this because we got some more. I saw the uh, I saw the boss walking around. I saw Levine walking around with a couple of uh, more framed items that that were sent to him um, of the dome that had you know pictures printed on them. I think there was one that had the dome printed on, one that had retired numbers printed on. They look really cool. Um, they look really good. So um, they, they did a really nice job with, with this dome stuff. I think that we should do it this way. We're going to give it away in our next commercial break only on twitch.tv slash Talk. So um, jump over to our our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Talk. Um, give us a follow on the page. We'll ask a question. And um, if you are the first one to comment on the Twitch page, then we will reach out to you and you will with be our winner. Answer. Yes, comment with the correct answer. Then we will reach out to you and, and that will be our winner. But we will ask the question only on twitch.tv slash Sports Talk. All right. I How's like that it. sound. All right. Uh, let's do it. And we'll we'll give you we'll give you some time to get there uh in case you're not there. Uh, by going through our, our weekly pick segment, I was I've been procrastinating with this because I was hoping we would run out of time and not get to our pick segment. Um, but apparently we're going to do that here. So we'll uh, we'll give you, I don't know, five, 10 minutes to get to, to Twitch. If you're not already there, Q Sports Talk uh, again, give the page a follow and then we'll uh, we'll give the the question during the next commercial break. First person with a correct response uh, in the chat section, will will win something special. I don't, I don't think Steiner, so. We're I, looking forward to that. I don't think the question that we have is unfair. Do you? I thought it was a. It's it's a it's a difficult question, but you know what you're getting. Um, no, it's not unfair, uh, especially because people who uh, you know have us on uh, their phones or their uh, you know their various electronic devices will be able to Google it. Um, I don't think many are going to know this off the top of their head. Uh, let's put it that way. So, did so you, get ready to have Google open. Did you know it when I texted it to you? 
Um, not off the top of my head. I did okay. Not. Fair enough. Um, so you want to get started yes. on picks? I, I was. I almost gave away part of the question, but I caught myself. <laughs> yes. Let's let's get to our picks. Let's get right. to our picks. All please. right. All right. Uh, Syracuse and NC State, Steve. Let's start there. Saturday afternoon in the dome, and NC State is a fourteen and a half point favorite. Yeah, I. You know, I've been going back and forth on this because, as I said earlier in the show, NC State. There's nothing about NC State that stands out to me. Um, they've got a backup quarterback. Uh, they're, they've got an average defense. They're giving up more than 30 points per game. Based on what I saw, though, last week against Louisville, and for that matter, offensively the week before against Boston College, and I know they scored late, but for the most part, those games were very similar. I mean, Syracuse hasn't scored in the first quarter. I, I don't have it in front of me. I think it's. I, I think you got to go back five games to find the last time Syracuse has scored in the first quarter. Um with that being said, NC State's winning this game, right? Um, I, I don't know if Syracuse can score enough to keep it within 14. So I, I'm going to go NC State. Yeah, I am too. Um, I'm going with NC State. Is it 14 or 14 and a half? What did you find? I mean, I, I thought I saw You're 14 right. and a half it's, either it's, way. Yes, it, it, op- it opened at 14. It's now 14 and a half. You're right. Either way, I'm taking Syracuse. Uh, I'm taking NC State. You know, I said this before. I just don't know that... Um, I don't know that this team will score enough. And so that means that if if NC State scores three touchdowns, you're good. If NC State scores uh, two touchdowns and a field goal, you're probably good. Like, I I just don't know that they will put enough points on the board. I can't bank on this offense to put points on the board, basically, is my, my rationale. Yeah, I mean, listen, if NC State gets to 30, you know, is, is Syracuse going to be able to get to 20? And I, I don't see Syracuse getting to 20. Um so, anyway, I, I think NC State wins this game and, and wins it easily. Uh, how about we go to, to Bill's Chargers? Bill's favored by five and a half at yeah. home against the Chargers? Yeah, give me Buffalo. Give me Buffalo. I like the Bills. I think that they're playing well. Um, the Chargers, eh, like aren't, uh, you know, for the most part. Um, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Buffalo. I think that they'll kind of keep their role going. They'll they'll continue their their stranglehold on this uh, this AFC East, um, and they'll they'll look pretty good doing it. Add in the fact that it's a West Coast team coming east for a one a.m. Uh, one p.m. Eastern time start, and I, I think that you're looking pretty good if you're Buffalo. Yeah, I, give me Buffalo as well. Um, they're coming off a bye week. Obviously, the last time they played was that heartbreaking finish when they lose to the cards uh, on a Hail Mary. Uh, We both think that they're a top five team. They control their own destiny in that division. They're a game up on the Dolphins, plus they beat the Dolphins. Um, I I think they go out. I I think they handle their business at home coming off the bye week. They're rested. They want to make up for that loss to the Cardinals. Uh, So give me the, uh, the bills by a touchdown or more. Yeah, I, I like that one. How about uh, my Giants, Steve? This is a really strange position. The Giants are six-point favorites this week over the Joe Burrow-less uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, this is all about Joe Burrow, right? Um, Has to be. Did I see the line? The line shifted nine points. Is that right? Did the Bengals <laughs> really? opened as a three-point favorite? I, I think so, um, unless I misread that. Um but now, you know, with Burrow out, obviously, uh, the, the the line has shifted. The Giants are now favored by six. I'm not sure the Giants are six points better than anyone uh, in the NFL. And, and interesting that Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, is going with Brandon Allen, 
calls him up off the practice squad and and gives him the start. Those two uh, were together uh, with the Rams as well. So you know, Allen knows the system. He he, he was in that in that system in in 2017, 2018. Yes, he's been on the practice squad, but he obviously knows. Uh, the system that Zach Taylor has. So, uh, listen, I, I think this is going to be a close game. As I said, I'm not sure the Giants are, are six points better than anyone. So uh, give me Cincinnati. I'm not totally sure the Giants are six points better than anybody either, Steve. Uh, but I'm taking the Giants. I don't know why. You're buying in. You're drinking I'm, the Kool-Aid. I'm, I'm going to take the Giants, uh, partially because of what you said. The Cincinnati Bengals are starting somebody named Brandon Allen at quarterback. Um and so I'm I'm going to say that the Bengals are going to struggle a little bit there and yeah I'm I'll I'll take my Giants. I'll put faith in Danny Dimes. All right. It's dangerous. Well, we finally have one different. It's dangerous. That's, that's he'll good. throw I'll cross he'll throw. fingers on on Cincy. <laughs> you know this means he's going to throw like three interceptions and you know fumble <laughs> twice. Uh where do you want to go with your wild cards? All right, let me start here. Let's go with uh uh, Sean Lewis and the Kent State Fla- uh, Golden Flashes going wow. up against the uh, Buffalo Bulls, Steve. Kent State puts up a ton, a ton of points this they year. They've they scored score. yep. they, They've scored over 120 points in their last two games combined. They are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs against Buffalo. Give me the fighting Sean Lewis's. All right. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go to the college game for my first one as well. Uh, Clemson, 24-point favorites against Pittsburgh. I know that's a lot of points, uh, but given the fact that Clemson hasn't played in a little bit with uh, that controversial postponement against Florida State, given the fact that Trevor Lawrence is back, given the fact that you know Clemson is now number three in the college football playoff, the first poll came out last night, um, they feel like they've got something to prove. Listen, I, I think that's that's a bad combination for Pittsburgh, that Clemson has a chip on its shoulder and Trevor Lawrence is chopping at the bit. That team is chopping at the bit. I, I think Clemson just des- destroys Pittsburgh. So I, I say they cover the spread. All right. All right. I like that pick. Um, my second wild card pick. I'm going to go to the NFL here, Steve. Uh, the New England Patriots, two and a half point dogs at home against Arizona. And uh, it's a, again, it's a situation where a West Coast team is coming east. I don't feel great about picking New England, um, but I think that they will be able to keep it closer, uh, given kind of the, uh, the 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 challenges of coming east and playing a game that is 10 a.m. Uh, local time for for their uh, for their opponent. So I'll take New England to keep it close. I think Arizona is significantly more talented, but I'll take New England plus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a thing. The, the coming from the West Coast to the East Coast to play, I mean, it's definitely a thing. Um, my last one, I'll go to the NFL. Titans, three-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road at Indy. I, I feel like these teams are pretty equal. Um, you know, they got the same record. Uh, we've seen, you know, the Titans one week, you know, look like world beaters, and then the next week, not so much. Colts have been up and down as well. Um, I, I think they're they're equal teams. I think this is a very close game. I think it's decided by a field goal either way. So I, I think the value's on the Titans. I'll, I'll take the Titans, the fact they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. All right. Sounds good. Got them marked down. All right, there so we should... go. How, 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 much, how many games am I behind you? Oh, uh, it's tough because of the tie. You don't have to answer it. You're, okay. you're 17. You don't have to it. you're, I know I'm behind. It's uh, five-and-a-half. Five-and-a-half. All right. That's not as bad as I thought. With, Tommy and I were robbed last week, by the way. I gave Tommy <laughs> my picks. Appalachian State absolutely robbed. Uh, 
covering the whole game, leading the whole game for the most part. And then on a fourth and 22 at the end, uh, they throw a pick six and Coastal Carolina covers. Uh, just a brutal way to go. I feel like that one shouldn't count against me. Uh, so that's why we, we don't actually place these bets. So should we mention again, we're going to give away uh, a gift from yes. Brandon Steiner on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash sports talk. Give us a follow. Be there. Be ready to answer the question. Do we ask the question on the radio, Steve, or should we wait until we get into the break no. to ask the question? Twitch only. Okay. Twitch, Twitch only. only. Let's take the break. We'll ask the question on Twitch. We'll get the answer on Twitch, and the winner will be from Twitch. Sounds it's all, good. It's all Twitch all the time. All right. And so with that, I'm, I'm stalling here. Give everybody another 15 seconds to log on. With that, we will take a break, and we're back after this on ESPN Radio.